Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Kimberly Stevens will join us to discuss Prodigy's cousin. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. to the Grok's Science Show. Well, in the new book, The Prodigy's Cousin, Prodigy expert Joanne Rutsetz and Ms. Kimberly Stevens discuss a decade-long quest to collect the largest sample of child prodigies. Their stories coupled with findings from their most recent neuroscience breakthroughs suggest that a com- connection between autism and prodigy run deeper before ever imagined. In fact, The Prodigy's Cousin argued that studying child prodigies might be the key to a long-awaited autism breakthrough. The new book, again, The Prodigy's Cousin, The Family Link Between Autism and Extraordinary Traits, and we're joined by one of the authors, Ms. Kimberly Stevens, thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Thanks for having me. Certainly a fascinating book, The uh, Prodigy's Cousin, in which you talk about the family link between autism and extraordinary talent. I'm, I'm curious, how did you become interested in this issue? Well, so my mom has been researching child prodigies for, like you said, over a decade. And when the chance came up to write this book, I, it was, you know, irresistible. I thought that the mystery of child prodigies and how they can do these really extraordinary things was was fascinating. And, you know, I think today that the idea that autism is associated with some talent, is we're pretty aware of that, but these kids don't have autism. And so the idea that their abilities might be fueled by autism was intriguing. So the, the kids' stories themselves are, are pretty fascinating. You know, it's kind of one incredible story after another. Um, And so it was always interesting to hear these kids and their parents and their teachers talk about, you know, what their development was like. And it was also, you know, I think very interesting to see how much these traits that the prodigies share with autism, like excellent working memory, really strong attention to detail, these really extreme passions for an area of specialty. You know, what a long history those had in autism research. So so what actually then uh, qualifies someone as being a prodigy then? Research definition of a prodigy is a child who performs at the level of an adult professional in a demanding field before adolescence. And the key trait is this really explosive development of talent in childhood. It's, it's like a runaway train. Uh, just to give you one example, Greg Grossman is a chef in New York, and he's, he's now 20. But even as a child, he was, he was very interested in the kitchen. He was attuned to what was in season. And before you know it, he's directing his mother what to buy at the grocery store, what produce is in season, and he's making, you know, pan-seared scallops with a balsamic vinegar glaze and a wild mushroom medley. And so by the time he's 13, you know, he has a, a catering business. So it's just this really extremely fast development. Books not only recognizing possible talent, but also nurturing it as well. Yeah, so that's, that's always a, an interesting question is how much of this is something that the kids are born with and how much are the parents supporting these abilities. And I think that, you know, among the kids that we profile in this book and that my mom has worked with, you know, all of them have supportive parents. All these parents are sort of willing to buy art supplies or take their kids to music lessons. 
But they, they really vary a great deal in expertise and how much the parent actually knows about the kids' field, you know, from someone who's a professional music teacher to people who are totally unfamiliar with the art world. And they also vary a great deal in how much they're willing to sort of make family life revolve around supporting this trait. So, and I think really in every case, it, it was very clear that this internal drive that some people have called a rage to master, it really is internal to the child. And this drive somewhat uh, then genetically encoded? Uh, so it, it starts almost from the cradle in some cases. You know, one of the music prodigies, his mom talks about how he would, you know, dictate song choices from the cradle with the shake of his head or, or from the stroller. Uh, and one of the kids who is sort of a science and linguistic prodigy, you know, he was engrossed by books at four months old. And as soon as he could lift a finger, he was tracing the letters. You know, he was so intrigued by what he was seeing. So I think it certainly seems that it's coming from a genetic source. And I think one of the very fascinating things that has stemmed from uh, my mom's research is this idea that there's actually a potential genetic connection between prodigy and autism. And autism, is, as many people know, is, is very closely associated with these sorts of passionate interests. This was from a 2015 study where they looked at child prodigies their, and their relatives, some of whom were autistic and some of whom were not. And what they found was evidence that the prodigies and their autistic relatives shared a mutation or both had a mutation on chromosome 1 that their neurotypical relatives did not share. And so then this link then is a possible mechanism that could either result in prodigious nature or autism or, or both in some way? Yeah, so I think that the idea here is that there seems to be some shared genetic underpinnings, which then really raises the question of if prodigy and autism share genetic roots, what's the genetic difference between the two, and what could that show us that might be informative to autism research? And so what's, uh, what's the next step there in terms of making that link? Right. So my mom has partnered with a team at McGill University, and they are now searching for de novo mutations. And those are mutations that the individual has, but that the parents do not, in the hopes of learning more about this connection, what it means, and hopefully, you know, what the differences are on a genetic level between prodigy and autism. Uh, do, do you think it applies to all the different forms of autism, since it is a, it's a spectrum of very different disorders, and be an underpinning for all of these, or some of those? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and like you said, autism is very heterogeneous. So, you know, we don't know. I think it's likely that the connection is not with all cases of autism. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's only with cases of people who have few or more challenges. I think you're exactly right that autism is very heterogeneous. People talk about how if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. And it the research suggests that it has very different genetic roots. So we don't know. You know, it, it's likely that it will be only a subset of people with autism that have this connection with prodigy, but it's, it's really an open question. Does this sort of open the door then for developing treatments for those with autistic tendencies, guided in some fashion if they happen to have these sort of prodigious abilities or some prodigious genetic latent abilities? So this is, you know, very interesting that there are a lot of evidence-based therapies in autism, but we don't have a great way of knowing in advance what's going to work best for who. Uh, so just, you know, in this book, there are kids 
who responded extremely well to behavioral therapy, you know, another child who responded very well to medication, and a third who responded in a very extreme way to really focusing on his passionate interests. And that's one of the themes of the book, that the more we can get to sort of a precision medicine approach and to really understand the different biological underpinnings of autism, the more we can make informed choices about treatment. Well, this really is a, a, certainly a very fascinating uh, subject. I'm just curious, we're running slightly out of time. If uh, Maybe you just have some final words regarding this uh, link between prodigy and autism. So it starts with the family link. You know, many of the prodigies have a close autistic relative. And then there's these very interesting shared, you know, behavioral and cognitive traits, like working memory and attention to detail, this, this truly extraordinary passion. And then maybe this potential genetic link that I think is, is very interesting, and I think it's hard to really understand talent and expertise until we understand child prodigies. And I think that this genetic link also makes it very interesting from an autism research perspective. You know, why is it that these kids have many of the strengths associated with autism, but few of the challenges? Well, the new book is called The Prodigy's Cousin, The Family Link Between Autism and Extraordinary Talent. The authors uh, Joanne Rutsatz and Ms. Kimberly Stevens. And Ms. Stevens, I want to thank you very much for joining us on The Grok Science Show. Oh, thanks for having me. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.grox.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.